3: The a pattern for you. The a Pubes Makes him do what? What?
4: What?
3: Mexican Tubes
5: Mexican Tubes Mexican Tubes Mexican Tubes Mexican Tubes hey, <laughs>
0: Pubes.
3: <laughs> Mexican Pubes. Zapata <laughs> Pubes.
1: Live commentary. Okay, switch. So Swift coming back now. Oh, he's played a loose pass. And Sakaja will get there. Oh, one's come right out of the area and flattered and it has gone free and the deepest way out of the area and it's a goal for Paris! what a great finish live interviews When an ardent football watch it. it was clear
0: in my mind that we had like a bunch of new guys and we'd lost a, a, a you know big name big players for us Scannell, Klein, Ambrose it, we, we were never going to just come out the block swinging were we you know what I mean expert analysis a surprise draw at the end there Mark
4: a surprise to no one more than me completely didn't realise
0: scored a second
1: goal well most of the time anyway
0: Homestead Radio whether you're listening
5: live or to the podcast call us now to air your opinion
0: 0203 that's 0203
2: Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio with me, Alex White, and I'll be filling in for regular host Chris Hambling this evening. Alongside me are the intelligent and informed duo of Nick Gussett and Joe Hollyoke. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Hello.
3: Good evening. How are we doing? All right, Alex?
2: Yeah, good, mate. You?
3: Yeah, I'm very good. Very good.
2: And, and you, Joe? Not there? Okay, anyway. And taking my usual yeah, row I'm in the good, contact thank you. hub Oh there he is. And taking my usual row in the contact hub is the one the only. Mark Ross. Hello, Mark.
6: Good evening, Alex. How are you? All right, lads, yeah, not bad, thanks.
2: Good. Do I even need to say what's on the agenda? Tonight we're going to digest, discuss and deal with this weekend's game versus Blackpool. Was it one point picked up or two points dropped? Who was your man of the match? Can you explain why Wilf was so quiet? We're putting too much pressure on his young shoulders? We we right to start Garvin or do we have better options? Where would Johnny Williams fit into the team and when he comes back? Remember that you can listen on your mobiles by using TuneIn Radio by searching for Homestale Radio. Join in the show on the telephone at 0203 4755999, or you can tweet us at whole radio or you can even email us radio at is
1: news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in
2: free Bolton have agreed compensation with Palace and have taken goalkeeper coach Lee Turner to the Reebok. Development squad coach Jamie Fullerton is also expected to join Dougie next week. Returning to replace Lee Turner at Palace's former goalkeeper George Wood, who made 192 appearances for Palace between 1983 and 1987.
7: The strong Liverpool outfit proved too much for Palace's development side as they finished the first stage of the Under-21s league with 4-1 defeat at the Merseyside. The final result of the phase 1 of the league saw Liverpool finish top and Palace even finished 5th in a 17 league.
3: There's a bit of a plea out. Um, we're on the hunt for a lost wedding ring, which was last seen in the homestead before kick-off yesterday. It's white gold with the inscription, All My Love Sue, inside. If you know it's whereabouts, please email radio at homestale.net. We'll get in contact with the necessary party.
1: News in Brave. brave,
4: brave. Wilford Zahar looking like Alice's most likely creator of something this evening.
1: See the stars of tomorrow, today. Welcome back to our coverage of Liverpool versus Crystal Palace from Sellers Park in the under-21 development league. Plays it out the line to other side now, half cover.
4: Causes all sorts of trouble with his control, isn't he, Alexander?
5: Live commentary from all home development games, only on Homestale Radio.
2: So we're gonna start off today's show talking about Wilfred Zaha, and we're posing the question, has his form regressed since his England call up? um personally i think it has i think that's obvious to see i don't think anyone can dispute that but i think there's a wider issue of ever since holloway's come in bar his first game the ipswich game his form has dropped since then so i'm going to ask you guys what what do you think do you think it's ever since england or ever since ollie or what's the difference and why why's why has is, why is this happened so if you want to come to you Jail, first
7: Yeah, it's a strange one, mate. Um, I mean, the last couple of times that I've seen him play, he hasn't looked his. I don't know, he hasn't looked himself. It's a, it's a strange one. I mean, yesterday. I'd, I'd say what I've noticed, <clears throat> ever, since he's, ever since he did get picked, he's, he's been booed by the away fans. I mean, obviously, I've only been to the home games, but he's actually taken a lot of stick now off the away fans. Um, I mean, they got a bit mixed up uh, yesterday when uh, the, the Blackpool fans started booing Balassi. But then, you know, I suppose they, they near enough look the same. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's a very strange one. Obviously, the, the, the kid's got a lot on his mind, you know. Arsenal oh, are Arsenal really interested in me. Am i going to get thousands more pounds a week. And, you know, if I go to a big club, I'm going to be, I, I, I don't know, I feel for him. That's what I do. I mean, he's is now being sort of out outshone as such. Where he was a, a a big fish in our little ponds, the last sort of you know four or six weeks, he's 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 actually he's actually not now, is he? When we got Balassi, who's who's, uh, it was all on his shoulders, wasn't it? And now it's not. Maybe he's, maybe he, you know he doesn't have to do so much, and that's what we miss him. Where it was him all the time. Um, and, and he doesn't have to be him all the time now. You know, maybe because we're, we're not seeing enough of him on the ball. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know what other fellas
3: think. He was, yeah.
2: um, Go on, Nick. Yeah, he was getting Nick.
3: getting really frustrated. He was getting really frustrated yesterday when he wasn't getting the ball. The ball seemed to be over Belassi's side all the time. I'm just wondering whether um, it's just coincidence coincidental that he's had his dip in form because all players go through him unless you're messy and um, it, it just could be a coincidence that it's happened at the same time as he's got the England call-up. Maybe it is too much on his shoulders. I did notice there was a moody Twitter account yesterday um, where he, he supposedly or somebody said that he tweeted that um, I'm signing for Arsenal I'll be with Palace till the end of the season to hope you go up but I'm an Arsenal fan and my heart's with them now. I don't know how. Oh. <laughs> the <old> yeah. cobblers. <laughs>
2: it's a, it's a different story every day about him and 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 I really feel for him because you can see the pressure's maybe starting to get to him now because everyone's every everyone's focusing on on what he does as you say there all the all the fans are booing him because because he's Wilfred Zaha and he plays for England and maybe he's got this reputation of perhaps going down too easily I'm not saying that's right but what I'm saying is he's got that reputation so maybe maybe now the pressure's on him and that's that's why his dipping form is any opinions?
3: That 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 might be the case. There, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure on him, and you know, we don't know what it's like to appear in the press every day. I think Mark's got something to say about that.
6: Yeah, I was just thinking that the more a player gets booed, is is, is in a way, it's a compliment, isn't it, to the player because they obviously realise that Wilf is a dangerous player and he's likely to create create something out of nothing, and obviously they're going to boo him you know just because of you know what a great player he is and you know in a way it's a sort of backhanded compliment i don't know what you guys think
2: well he's he's judged straight away now isn't he one yeah i, thought, I, I
7: mean listen last
2: Jerry still there no fortunately we lost Joe. um what i was saying is he's you know whatever he does People are going to judge now, you know, before he could you know, miss a shot and, and nobody would care and nobody would judge. But now you've got big, you know, all this pressure, big teams, England looking at you. If he misses one shot, you know, everyone's against him saying, oh, oh, he's not good enough. But the one big thing that I want to know is ever since Holloway's come in, has Wolf had a good game? I've been to most of them and I, I don't know. Has From what I've seen, he hasn't had a good game. Have you guys been to most of the games?
3: I've I've been to all of the home games and yeah he hasn't he hasn't been as on fire as um as he has been before but but you could say that about the rest of the team you know there were there were games where we played against Forest um, where we we were on fire and we you know it's, without wishing to go into the Blackpool game too much we we didn't play as well as we have done uh, it was probably Zaha's worst performance Epsom Eagle in the chat room that's a whole radio dot net slash chat uh, HOL radio um, says he needs to learn to pass more quickly and I think he was beginning to do that. Uh Busby's saying that we not going to have a great game every week which is kind of echoing what we said earlier.
2: Go on Mark.
6: Uh, no well Nick's kind of really ca- covered it actually what I was going to say.
2: Well, yeah, we talk we talk about the passing, but I think I think it's all about decision making and when to pass. Because he finally it came to him yesterday that he had to release the ball, but then for me it became releasing it too early, uh, and it's, it's finding that balance. and all, And all the best players have that balance, and that's that's about a learning curve. And the only way you can learn is is by making those mistakes in the first place. Um, and he's done that, and he'll bounce back. Of course, he will. Everyone can see what he's done. I he's a class um- player.
6: Alex, what people forget is that although he's not actually... His individual performances seem to have tapered off a little bit in the last few weeks, which I think everybody seems to agree on to a certain extent, just his presence on the pitch draws so many people towards him and and defenders towards him that even if he's not playing well, it creates a lot of space on the park for other players and, and obviously Yannick's in superb form at the moment and he's getting a lot more space and the whole of the left side of the field... Johnny Parr and Yannick, really exploited that uh, in the second half yesterday.
2: Absolutely. I think that's what we missed in the main last season, really. We, you know, as soon as Wilf marked out the game, we couldn't punish teams. But you look at it now, uh, I remember Nigel Croft complimenting on us. He said, we, we came here concentrating on, on Wilf and then we saw in the second half that we needed to concentrate on Balassi as well. So we've got two men marking out wide and you've got a fantastic striker in the middle. So we're so dangerous and especially if you think about Moritz being in there as well. So if we you know, if, if Wilf has a bad game now, it's not the end of the day. We can still pull through. We've got we've got enough talent in the squad to to do that. But Holloway said when he came in, he wants he wants Wilf to defend a bit more, and he said he wants him to you know put the work rate in defensively. Do you think him maybe talking to him, asking him to adjust, is has been something maybe of a reason why it's dropped?
3: It it may be that you know he's, he's just getting used to a new gaffer because you know he's been he's been brought up by Doggy. Um, or he was brought up by Dougie kind of you know. when Dougie yeah. was there as a player Wilf was there as a youngster and um, suddenly there's loads of strangers in, in the management team um, one point I want to pick up from the game yesterday is that um, Belassie did well I think because he had the support from par um, what's his face um, Blake. Uh, Blake, Blake Darcy didn't have a very good game yesterday I'm sure we'll come on to that later yeah, so Will didn't support. have the overlapper uh, also in the first half Will and Balassi didn't seem to swap sides, which is what they usually do.
2: They usually do, yeah. I did see them swap in the second half a little bit, but um, yeah. I think I think one thing that frustrated me yesterday was I watch Balassi and I watch if he loses the ball, even if he doesn't put the tackle in he sprints his absolute bum off to get back and try and put that tackle in and put the pressure under the defender. But I saw a difference in Wilf because I, I didn't feel that he did that. And I didn't feel he did that until it rubbed off of him when Balassi did it midway through the second half. And for me, does that suggest that his head's in a wrong place? Does it suggest that that he's thinking about elsewhere? He's thinking about England? He's thinking about this pressure too much? Jill? Joe. No? Nope. What about you? I'd say, um, Can you hear me uh, now? Yeah, we got you. All right, Mark or, Joe, uh, Mark or Nick, sorry. Yeah, no, the
6: thing I was going to say was that the difference yesterday for, from where I was standing in, in the Arthur was that Pa and Bellassi were really tight and they were each giving each other an option. So um, they were combined really well together. But on the other side, Blake, I know he's... He got a lot of criticism on the boards and after the game and obviously got taken off. But he's obviously been injured for some time and he didn't look match fit and he looked a bit overweight and everything. But I felt that he... And they were very, very good down that left side. D'Alfonso was good. He was quick. He was sharp. And, and he had trouble coping with him. But he was coping with him on his own. Whereas I don't think Wilf was really doing his defensive duties as well as he has been... I mean, that is one part of his game that has really improved. But I think yesterday his head kind of dropped. And I don't think he was giving the support to the fullback as much as he did. And that made, I think that made Blake look even worse than he probably he was. I mean, he didn't have a great game, but he was, he had like two or three men uh, and he was sort of the lone fullback and he wasn't getting and Wilf wasn't dropping back and, and trying to close down the space. So he was really, really a, a big target, and I think they used that effectively. I think they realised that, and, and that's why they bossed most of the the first half.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think Parr pa and Balassi have both looked fantastic this season. I think that's credit to, to each of them on, on both of their work, because whenever Parr gets forward, is always looking to cover, where I think if, if that happens with Wilf and Blake, I didn't see that happening. I think I, I've seen it happen this season, uh, I don't. I wouldn't. I think it'd be unfair to say that Wilf hasn't defended all season because I think when when Ward's played, he's done that. When uh, you know when Ward's gone forward, but maybe maybe there's something between Blake and Zahar that, that doesn't quite work and they, maybe they don't get on. What, what do you think, Nick? You got anything about that?
3: It's it's really difficult. Blake's been out for a few weeks, and I know we've mentioned that other players need a few few games to kind of get going. And uh, he just, I don't know, he just didn't look. He looked like KG did last season. And I it's think not he's not really.
6: He's not really a fullback, though, is he? Ultimately, he's if I ever sent him midfield player or he's a centre half by nature. I mean, there, there were people saying that you know Moxie should have started on the left and Parr should have played on the right. And but I mean, Blake's got to get a game at some stage. You know, you've got to put him in at some stage. He's got to get back to match fitness. I mean, people are saying, oh, he shouldn't have been picked in the first place if he's not 100% fit. But How's he going to get fit if he's not given a game, you know?
3: I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit now, aren't we? Should we get back to Zaha? We've got a few people tweeted in, haven't we, Mark?
6: Yeah, there's been a lot of opinion, obviously, after the game yesterday about Wilf. Um, I'll just give you a few um, comments because there was a a thread about whether he'd regress since his England call-up. Michael Townsend... Uh, Michael, CPFC11, he said his poor form, so to speak, has made the space for people such as Spolassi to exploit and be just as dangerous as Wilf. It will come. Well, we kind of covered that. Steve Ives, Steve Ives 2, he said, I don't think he has regressed. It's difficult to play with three men on you. He had more space against the weed due to the sending off, which I think is a fair comment. Sam Ward, CPFC, Sam17, said, Zaha is class. Don't think anyone can doubt that, but every player has excellent form. Over a month or so, and he is still young. It goes on uh, Chris Allen, Chris of Eagles. Ollie wasn't best pleased when he was asked about that in the post match conference, saying he's still young and plying his trade. Beckham Eagles said uh, um, he doesn't agree at all. He says he's still playing well, just being overshadowed, as Balassi is playing unbelievably well, especially at home. That's just a few of the comments. Yeah, we've got one
3: quite from quite Leon McKenzie as well. Um, Leon, I know um, I've done an interview with Leon, uh, that's on the website somewhere. Um, Alex, do you want to read Leon McKenzie's out?
2: Yeah, yeah he but he went on to say it's been a very overwhelming few weeks for the kid, and he said at the moment he's now trying too hard. He has to get back to basics and focus on Crystal Palace and ignore the hype and enjoy again. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, really, with Leon. I've, I've been banging on about that for the last couple of weeks now. You know, he needs to stay calm, get back to basics, do what he was doing before and not worry about other things.
3: It's, it's interesting watching, watching Will before the game yesterday. He was doing rainbow flicks and it's just unbelievable what he was doing. <laughs> you know, and he was calm and relaxed before then. So I don't know, maybe yeah. he's, he's feeling it a bit during the game. And, you know, three players on him all the time. It's, it's going to get to you.
2: Well, the quality's there, isn't it? There's no there's no yeah. denying that. We've all seen what he can do. I think it's just about getting the mindset right now. So, before we go on to talk about tomorrow's game, I think we're going to hear from the man himself, Mr. Ian Holloway.
5: I don't need to talk about Wilf. I'd rather talk about Yannick Molassi. It would be nice to talk about his form. Um, Wilfred's a young man. He's getting better all the time, I believe, and, and I'm sick and fed up of, you know, of everybody talking about as if we're one one player team we got some brilliant players I think you know as I say Murray I think Jedanak he's got booked there KG look at KG I've moved him right back and it looked like he grew there it's fantastic but you know we're just a very solid group and the group's got to get stronger and I've got to try and help to that and you know what I'm what I'm saying we won't get weaker the board won't let us get weaker I'm not going to get weaker we're going to get stronger and let's talk about the rest of the players I don't I don't need To build somebody up to be some sort of unbelievable world-beating superstar when he's a young man, playing his trade, he does some wonderful things. Let's look at the other aspects of the team as well. And you are—you've got every right to ask me questions like that. But England, how his life's changed since then? How? All sorts of people want a piece of him and are telling him they're going to get him this, get him that, going to tell his brother, I can get you this and I can... They, nobody can get him anything apart from Wilfred himself. Nobody can write an article that says Wilfred will go to Arsenal or whoever, whoever else, and be right. Because nobody knows. He's a Palace player. So let's just do it a favour. Let's put it in a bottom drawer. Shut up. Absolute no nonsense. Stop. Talking about some young fella Let him get on with the rest of his life And I'm sure he'll be good I know I can make him better And that's all I want to do But the more we mention one player The worse it gets So as far as I'm concerned Let's just shove it in a drawer Forget about it Get on with the rest of them Yannick was fantastic today He deserved a goal off of that move And we'd have been seeing that over and over again On Soccer AM wouldn't we With the, the skill and God knows what he does And how he does it But let's give him some plaudits as well shall we that was
2: Ian Holloway there. Uh, so we'll just do a quick match summary. Uh, we we're very slow at the blocks. There's, we can't deny that. The first half was arguably the most frustrating all season. We couldn't string two passes together, and they played a very high line and inflicted the perfect game plan. So Blackpool took the lead in the 37th minute through Aston Villa, Lonnie, Nathan Delfonso. Uh, and onto the second half. Holloway obviously gave him a big team talk as Palace came out firing. Garvin equalised with a fine header. Yes, I repeat, Garvin scored a header. And then in the 64th <laughs> minute, Murray put Palace in the lead with an excellently placed header supplied by a Garvin cross. Then in the 89th minute of the game, Loney Nua Dicko struck home from six yards after Johnny Parr failed to clear the ball. What, what did you think of the game, Nick? Was, was it that frustrating? Was it two points dropped? One picked up?
3: I think if we can play poorly and pick up a point then we're promotion material um, it's, that's the bottom line last season we'd have lost that game by two or three um, the fact is that we we were very poor in the first half and I'm surprised it was only 1-0 um, I'm not sure whether it was us being poor or um, or Blackpool being very very good um, the second half we were a lot better and actually once once we went 2-1 up I thought we were going to win it we just needed that extra goal that, that third goal would have um would have done it for us. Um, what was interesting was the, uh, was it uh, Dicko scored the equaliser? He's uh, yeah. a bit of a mad celebration there.
2: Yeah, it was slightly odd. Slightly odd. What about yeah. you, Mark? I'm sure you made the game. What do you think?
3: Which aspect of it?
2: Well, what was it? Do you find it frustrating? Do you think well, it's I mean, dropped?
6: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, it seemed like after the game, there was a lot of downbeat sort of people, sort of, disappointed. I mean, we've been used to so much success this season. We've been sport rotten. And Blackpool were well-organised, good, well-disciplined side, and, and they're going to be there or thereabouts, I think, come the end of the season. And they had a good game plan, and they stuck to it, and they basically played us off the park for the first 35-40 minutes. And, and although we came back into it second half, 2-1 up, it's always disappointing to lose with a late goal, and quite often we score late goals ourselves. So you know, uh, it's but but if we had been 2-1 up and scored the goal and made it 2-2, everyone would have been happy. The same result at the end of the day. Both teams get a point. But because they score late as opposed to us scoring late, everyone's sort of like, you know, sort of feeling a bit down and disappointed about it. I understand? It's understandable. But, I mean, you can't play brilliant football every week and everybody can't have a great game every week and we that was probably the worst 45 minutes that first half this season or since probably since august anyway and i just think you know you've got to put it all in perspective and there was other teams at the top who you know struggled and only got draws yesterday that should probably have done better and um on the p- balance of things i think it was a fair result and you know there were some positives out to take out of the game and um you know I, I thought that Black Pearl were probably one of the best sides to have visited Sellers Park this season.
2: So, Joe, I've heard uh, you got very frustrated. Is is this true? No,
6: <laughs> um, yeah, I was standing
2: next to him.
7: Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if look, Wilf is is our best player, and and what he does is unbelievable, and he gets applauded, and he deserves everything that's going on around him now. But sometimes, twice, he needed to get his head up. In the first half, had he pulled the ball across, he had no one within five, maybe ten yards. It was a ridiculous amount of space. space. The keeper was at his near post, and Murray was standing five feet out, and he had a tap-in, and Wilf decided to shoot. Um, He did it again in the second half. You know, I, I just, I don't know. It, it was a frustrating game. Listen, you can't take nothing away from Blackpool. I thought, they were, I thought they were a great team. You can see, you know, you can definitely see the premiership in them, um, the way they, they outpassed us the whole game. We got amongst them in the second half, but they outpassed us um, the whole game. Uh, and some of our players, I think we had more players off their game than, than on. I uh, thought Jedi was super. Uh, didn't lose an header in the second half at all. I think he must have had a proper bollocking off of at half time. Um, I don't know. Sorry, on
3: uh, on Jedi there, Joe. He, I, I thought yeah, he did win every header, but he, there were a lot more misplaced passes from him than usual.
7: He's trying to play worldies, That's why he's what he's trying to do. We don't. We have. See, we haven't got the purse We haven't got um, unless Morris is on the pitch. We haven't got anyone that can really pick our balls you know it's it's very easy to have industrial midfield you know midfielders that are run about kicking people up in the air putting smashing tackles in and and you know being in everyone's faces all the time and we've we've uh, you know we've our two centre midfielders we've got that but what we actually need is a, is we need to have a, a centre mid who can do that but also pick a pass you know not just on on the floor but in the air um, you could see with Black, well, the way Blackpool passed it, they passed it, you know, they hit it at their other players. We were trying to pass it and they were reading us, you know, the, the ball wasn't hit crisp, you know. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we could listen, they're a good side. And if if, if what week, if they play like that every week, then they're going to be in the mix without a doubt, you know, they'll be with us. And Did Kyle. they
3: raise their game because it was Holloway?
7: I don't think Did so. They? Listen, I, I said th- this is what I've been saying for the last. When you start, when, as a team, as Palace last year, every time we played a top team, we raised their game. We beat the, we beat and got good results against all the top six to eight teams. And we lost against the lesser teams. All right, that we thought we should be picking up points. And that's what gives you false hope with Palace. They always seem to play well against Man United. And then they go to Peterborough and get spanked. You know, or, or get done by whoever. And it's, it's, a, it's a very strange Maybe the, the Holloway thing um, was—I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, they could, don't, don't. You can't put it. That Del whatever his name, is, he, he played. You know, he's, a, he's from Villa. He's a good player, and you could see that. Um, and and uh, I can't remember what, whatever his name was, Dicko or whatever, who so scored the goal. He's a good player. They're all good players. They didn't. I didn't think they looked to so have really many weak links. I thought they were a very, very good side. And um, and I thought we did. Well, to be just one down at half time. Um, and in all honesty, as most people would have thought from last year, uh, after they got the equaliser, we could have just gone on and lost that game, but we never, you know? Um, but, oh, I don't know. Al, what do you think, Al?
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree. It was frustrating in the first half that we couldn't get hold of the ball. I thought they they did everything right for a visiting team to come come and play at us. You've got to play a high line, make sure you stop the supply to to the wingers and the creative players that we've got in midfield. But we just couldn't make a two-yard pass, and they piled the pressure on really early. And I think, personally, if maybe Moritz had started, uh, we could open them up earlier on. Uh, that brings me on to my next point. I, what do you do you think, Garvin or Moritz? Because I thought Garvin had a worldie yesterday. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, I think his crossing was good. He scored a header. But I think the gap between him and Murray is far too big. And if you have Moritz on, he plays a lot closer and he's a lot more attack-minded. Do you, what do you think, Gerald? Do where does Williams come into this as well with these well, two in such good form?
7: All right, firstly, what you've got, again, you've got uh, Garvin is up and down the park, everywhere, right? But he's not as gifted as Moritz. And that's what you need. And, there's, and there he is. If you could get the player between the both of them, you, you, we have the perfect player. Don't we? We, have the pl- we have the player. That-
0: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
7: Um, who, who's got a fantastic engine running up and down for for whatever he plays? You know, seventy five more, sixty five, seventy minutes. Or we get the or we get the player that can, who's got the 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 graph that what the, the the guile to unlock defences. Um, I mean, it it, it, it it it's Crystal Palace. You know, we're not used to having, you know, we're not used to having centre midfielders that can pick a pass. You know, we've had Derry and, and people like that that just want to decapitate other players. You know, we. It's it's really good having the setup that we got, and this is the other thing as well, right? They've only been playing together as a team for a couple of months, you know, ten weeks. This it, is not like they didn't have a big long. They didn't have six weeks pre season. Didn't have all the friendlies, you know. We 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 need to we need to think that there's still a team that are gelling together. Um, I mean, I I was gutted for uh, for Garvin. Well, two weeks in a row, he's hit the bar with a free kick. You know, he's obviously, he's obviously found his, found his distance, you know, whatever it is. 30 yards is, I think we, you know, we were, we were lucky, lucky not to win. But then we, I thought we were lucky not to lose. So a draw was the, was the right thing. Johnny Williams, he's still a kid, and not he? just let him get over his, he's let him get the de- demons out of his head and let him get fit. So he can come back and enjoy his football, you know, because we got a little genius there we have everyone's known about him since he was you know two years ago everyone knew about him everyone has been talking about him Let's just get him in the side as and when he's ready at the moment we don't need him that's the greatest thing we don't need him and whether whatever happens at the end of the season with players staying or going or whatever he'll still be there you know and so ask
3: a controversial question here Um, Ian Holloway said two weeks he'll be back or he'll be ready to be back in two weeks if Wilf is still having his dip in form, should we drop Wilf and get Williams in there? Yeah, I, I would Wilf him, to kick up the ass and say, I would have
7: took him off yesterday, Mark. I would have t- honestly you know, Nick. As, that, sorry, Nick, as 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 much as it starts, sorry, mate. As <laughs> as as much as it as much as it would you know, a lot of people might not agree with me, I didn't think he had his best game for Palace yesterday. I you know, I thought it was probably his worst game this season, in fact. And uh and I would have definitely, definitely changed him. But on the other side of it, listen, we all know what Wilf can do, and we know what Johnny Williams can do. How about we ch- When have we ever had the, the, a player we can swap with that kind of class of player? You know, it's uh, it's, it's a great thing to have at our place.
3: In the um, in the chat room, just talking about Garvin there, Palace Guard. Oh, it's uh, wholeradio.net slash chat if you want to join us in there. Um, Palace Guard says, hey, how can you drop Garvin? with a goal and an assist in his last game, and, it's, you know, when the free kicks, um, and it's just, you know, somebody else has said that he can't tackle, Dweeb has said he can't tackle, but, you know, we've got Jedi and KG for that. And uh, to be put, I, I was a bit... Uh, when uh, Darcy Blake came off yesterday, I was convinced that we were going to go free at the back for a while. I was very surprised when KG slotted in there, just going back to what we said earlier. Sorry, Alex, you want to present it? we let you speak?
2: Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, so... Jerry's got in touch with us, giving his opinion on the game. Remember, you can do that, 0203 4755999. He left us a voicemail earlier. Hi,
4: Alec. Hi, fellow presenters. Um, Compliments of the season for you. Um, Went yesterday a little bit disappointing. The plus is that um, Garvin had a good game along with Yannick. They played really, really well. Uh, I felt we were a bit slow at the tracks. We, fended, we played too deep, I think, in the first half. And that four were, you know, controlling the game a lot better than we were. Um, second half was a lot better. But um, a little bit concerned about Wilfred in as much that, since he's been called up for England, he, doesn't, he seems sometimes almost to be disinterested. I'm sure that's not the case. I just hope he's not trying to get... Nobody's trying to novel him away from us. I think on the last few... Um, performances, it's not really that good for uh, in terms of him going to Arsenal, which might be a good thing for us, but um, I just hope uh, you know, we'll come again, which I'm sure we will do, come along much stronger. Um, yeah, in way, have a good show. I'm looking forward to listening tonight. All the very best in Chris and Cole. Bye now.
2: That was Jerry there talking to us. Um, so, Talking about central midfield, what happens when KG goes to the African Cup of Nations? Do we look to drop Garvin back and stick Moritz in? gel, what do you reckon?
7: Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if if we have them both on the left side, if you know, he's very, very, very left-footed, Garvin. Um, so, you know, he needs to play out, out far. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, what about O'Keefe in this as well?
2: Well, I thought towards the end of the season, O'Keefe was our best player last year. Well, exactly, and
7: and if, and the thing is as well, if we have a cup run, you'll see him, and I think I think it's a little bit unfair just to use him as a as a secondary, you know, as, as a secondary player. Um, it's a lovely problem need...
2: to be having, though, isn't it?
7: No, oh, it is. I've said that for ages. You know, we got so we got two players, and in some positions, we've got three players now. You know, I mean, Paddy so, must be getting closer.
3: Sorry, Joel. Do you think we need to bring O'Keefe in a little bit as a sub in the run-up to January, then, with the African Cup of Nations, just so he's, he's used to being in that first-team game? Oh, I said know. that. I've done a hamboism in that game. Well, I mean, he's he's uh,
7: he's played. He played in all the cup games last year, anyway, didn't he? Until until the major ones, which was I thought was a little bit disappointing. So he got us there, but. Um, a, he he knows what he's got to do. Uh, he's a he's a professional. Yeah, he, he wasn't just we haven't nurtured him, do you know what I mean? He came in from South End, I think. Yeah. So he's he's been down the lower leagues, he's had the crack kicks out of him and done the same. And that's that's what I've always said about these, you know, these lower league players. They have a lot to prove. And when he came in, as soon as he came in at the beginning of the season, he was bashing up all these centre midfielders. And you know, when he went to Old Trafford, and he did what he did up there, and he put a few of them Premiership players who are still in the first team at Man United, he put them to the sword. He's a good player. I mean, again, what a great thing to have when he's he's sitting there in a, he's not even in the in the first team at all. You know, he's, he very rarely gets a mention to be put on the bench. So, you know, all, he's, all he keeps doing is, is, is playing in the under-21s. So he's playing competitive football. And I always think that there's a, there's a huge difference in, you know, these kids are out. They're trying to, still trying to earn their contracts. They're still trying to, when they're put out on loan to these teams, they're trying to earn their, um, they're trying to earn their money, you know. When you get that close to playing under-18s and under-21s for, these, for the top size of championships and, and, and premiership sides, you really, you, you know, you're, you're almost there. And I think they go all out you know to, to try and do it and, and he, he deserves definitely deserves his chance so maybe when KG does go um you know it, it, he'll get his chance and if he's not immediately playing in a game he'll be he'll be a sub or you know
2: I think Nick you've been reading the forums there and uh I think Palace Garcia is skeptical about Holloway's faith in you know Keith, do, do you agree with that Nick
3: it, it's difficult to tell isn't it it's it's He's, he's not making as many subs as, as previous managers have done, I've noticed. I've noticed that we've, we've, we've kind of kept... Um, I don't know, the first game was almost... Oh, no, I'm thinking back to the game that Curtis Fleming was in charge, that one game where we've, uh, we, he was so into the game, he forgot to make any substitutions and nobody was warming up. You don't see anybody warming up at the moment, do we? No, that's you know, true. What, what's happening? they got heated seats or something now? <laughs> it's a bit um, cold.
6: Yeah, it's a bit That's cold to be point. warming Warm yourself up.
2: <laughs> yeah,
6: uh, I was going to so- say about KG, but do you not think that um, the fact that he's been played at right back when he's got a full back on the bench that this is a this is a deliberate exercise in preparation for KG leaving in January for the African Cup of Nations and he's bringing he's playing him at full back and then seeing you know, what options he can, he can use in midfield. So in other words, like whether he can play with Garvin Moritz and Jedi, or whether he needs to bring in someone like O'Keefe. I mean, I've watched O'Keefe three or four times a season for the under 21s and he has looked really, really good, but obviously it's a big step up. But I I thought he was good last season when, you know, in the past he paid for the club. uh, And I've got, Quite a lot of faith in him myself, but um, I think that it, I think it's a kind of a deliberate exercise by Holloway to to play KG there, so that he can see what options there are if KG isn't in midfield. And I, I do think you know because it's been done more than once, and he has got like alternatives on the bench like uh, Moxie, and he could bring Parr on to one side and Moxie on the other. That he's actually using KG almost as an experiment. Anyone else think that, or just do you, yeah. think, you know, just slotting him in there because it suits, you know, the situation at the time? I don't know.
2: I'd I'd agree to an extent, but I feel if he was doing that, then maybe we'd see O'Keefe play a little bit, even if it's just sort of five minutes at the end, you know, anything just to kick a ball, anything like that. Just what about you, Joe? Uh,
7: well, the, the the thing about KG, um, he's now the positions I've seen him play. Centre mid, left-sided forward when he scored that goal against Peterborough. And now right-back. Is he the utility player that we've never had?
3: He's Mr. Versatile, isn't he? Well, well there you versatile. go. If he,
7: if, he, if he can play, if, if, if he's chucking him in at right-back, when we did have another left-back to come on to cover, you know, you left-back, right-back, I really think it makes a difference as long as you're playing out wide. Um you know, we've seen part right back, so I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a strange one to stick him back there, but I mean, uh, he, he's got a decent bit of pace, so maybe, maybe he just is a utility player that we didn't think you know that we didn't think we had.
3: I have heard we're going to put Lewis on to, uh, Lewis Price out on loan because KG can fill in for him as well. Hey. Uh, true that is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we're talking about KG slotting it right back obviously yesterday at right back we had Darcy Blake who didn't have his best game let's put it that way do you do you guys think he was fit because to me he looked, he looked completely out of it but prior to that what I'd seen of him at right back I was disappointed should I say that we'd paid anything for him but a centre back he looks a complete player and very very different what about, what about you Nick do you think do you agree?
3: Blake was quite impressive in in when he. Played in other position. He just KG looked better at right back than, than Blake did. Blake just looked, he looked like KG did last season. He looked, he looked like he was about forty. And you know, we know he's a quality player. We know, we know that he played well for Cardiff. It just seemed a bit of a shame. I don't know. Is is he um is he rusty? Is it is it the whole yeah? But you know, he was get, yeah,
7: but he, he was getting ruined by a a, a Premiership. That, what they did, they got a Premiership forward and stuck him out on the wing. And he that's why, because he's got loads of pace and loads of trickery. But, you know, he, he he's a good player. So we've got a championship right back or a championship defender against a premiership forward. No matter what way you look at him, he, Villa were paying him big money. You know, he's uh hmm. they played well yesterday. We can't turn you know, you, you can't <laughs> turn around and go he made him look silly at times, he made him look slow, but that's all it is. You know, Wilf does that to right and left backs week in, week out. Now is doing it. But they're not. all of a sudden, that left-back or right-back isn't crap, is he? Do you know what I mean? It's just that our players are very good. Yesterday, he was hey, very I, good.
6: I was standing next next to you, Joe, when I, for that first half, and you was going... the first half? The first half yesterday.
3: Sorry, that first half. Sorry. Yeah.
6: <laughs> As opposed to what? Which first half are you
3: at? I don't know. And, um, that first half? I was
6: just like... um, um We kind of... We're talking about it, and he wasn't getting any cover, was he, from, from uh, uh, Wolf. Wolf wasn't no, really no. doing his tracking back. And as you say, and we mentioned earlier, that that he's a, a proven player, and he's a good player, D'Alfonso. I mean, he's quick, he's pacey, he's strong, and he was totally exposed, by, um, um, uh, Darcy Blake, and, and it made him look even worse than he probably was, you know? I mean, if you're going to come in for, for your first game in x number of weeks you you think that you get a bit of backup and a bit of cover but Wolf wasn't wasn't doing his job really as well as he should have been doing and and Blake was just totally exposed to as you say like a premiership footballer with pace and guile, and 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 who was had good feet and and he I don't think many fullbacks would have been able to cope with him
2: yeah, yeah. I agree uh but I just think think about Blake the other times he's played at right back this season Cardiff at home and Burnley at home and arguably at fault for two goals in those two games maybe it's a reoccurring thing I I think Joel was saying you know we he got a premiership winger but with average championship wingers like Cameron Stewart running at him and he and he got ripped apart then so maybe it's not just that he's got a good player running at him maybe it's that he's not Suited to the right back position that he might be at centre back or defensive midfield, you're you,
7: you, you just you, you're answering your own question, aren't you? He's not a right back, he's a centre back. Centre backs are usually big, cumbersome, gonna, gonna either butt you in the back of the head if you're a forward, or they're gonna go right the way through you. That's the thing, they're, they're very rarely fast as fast. So, but the other thing as well, I mean, are, are we what we've got to look at is that we're not the only team that have two players. That, have, that should have two players on him, You know, Wilf has two or three players on him every time. Maybe at the own work that we should have been doing, our backroom staff should have been doing, going, well, this, this Delfonso he's actually pretty mustard. Maybe we should double up on him. So why will not Wilf doubling up on him? I'm, I'm not having a go. I'm not bashing Wilf. I'm just saying that... He should have been back with him. We both, like I say, Mark and myself, we both talked about it. And after he lost the ball and he gave the ball away a lot yesterday and he got caught off, offside four times in 20 minutes yesterday, um, you know, it, it's, it, I didn't think he worked um, hard enough. If that was the
3: case, um, Gerald, then why didn't, why didn't they swap Wilf and Yannick in that first half? And, well, this um, is the thing.
7: They usually do it two or three, four times a game, but they didn't.
3: And Yannick would have tracked back. Um, yeah, Talking of being win. out on the wing, I noticed in the first, I've just changed the subject ever slightly, Murray was out on the touchline a lot yesterday, I, I noticed, which was out on the right-hand side, which is a bit weird considering he's the one getting all the headers in. I, well, I maybe maybe we are going
7: our to sell Zaha to Arsenal and then put Murray out on the wing. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I did notice about yesterday's game as well was we were making misplaced passes and giving it to them. Even Blackpool's miskicks were still going to one of, one of their players. I think it was one of those on, games.
7: Nick, they worked harder than us. They, 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 they yeah. don't ever look at it any other way. They worked harder than us. They played better than us. But the thing is, what we're very good at is we're very good at going forward. At the moment, we're not fantastic at defending. And when we get that sorted out, where, we, where we've got our first choice, six or seven defenders that will play regularly... All, uh, together, so they've got an understanding, and we play our strongest players at, at every time. That that's when we'll. That's when we'll. You know, we'll, we'll become a complete team because we can match anybody. Well, we probably are the best team going forward when we have go we, forward. prong um, prong without a doubt. We're the best team.
3: Have we got any stats about how many times we were caught offside? Because I seem to remember it happening a lot, and Dweeb's mentioned it in the chat room. Especially yeah, in the first half.
2: We do. We yeah. got. We got caught off nine. Offside nine times yesterday, many, and they got caught off
7: now. How many times Wilf offside? Anyone looked at that? I'm not I
2: just. Don't, like, I don't I, have
7: that. I bet, he, I was d- I bet
3: he was five. Quite a few of them weren't offside, though.
7: Right, listen, can I just say something? Can I just. Right, you just hit the nail on the head there, Nick. Well, can, can you tell me? It might just be me and old, old fashioned about the rules. Does the ball have to go across the halfway line, actually past the halfway line, for a lino to put his flag up for someone to be offside?
3: I thought he only had to put the flag up once the player had actually either been deemed to be... um oh, you, can, you can or stand in an of offside play or...
7: position, the ball's got across the halfway line, I'm pretty sure a ball has to go across the halfway line to be to be deemed a pass to the forward.
3: I remember that, one one time they got, um, they caught us offside and then tried to take the free kick in uh, half.
7: How, how, how ridiculous is that, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous, but... I, I just, I just thought the Lino, um, in, uh, the half weight side in the second half, I thought he had a crap game yesterday. I thought he was, um, I thought he was really, really poor. But there you go. We, you know, as soon as things start going against us, we start looking for excuses, and and uh, you know, um, but like I said I thought two two was a fair result. Could have gone either way. But uh, you got a, an email, um, Re Black or Mark.
6: Yeah, yeah. Graham Burt from Harlow, he, he basically summed it up. He said, clearly Blackpool were much classier opposition than Brighton, a situation not helped by the fact that several of our players went missing in the first half and our inability to work around their offside trap. Having nosed uh, nose in front, I still felt we needed a third to secure all three points, and so it proved, which kind of covers a few topics that have come up in, in the discussion today. Yeah, we're which is about being offside. As well. That's yeah. right. We're about and that's what he
2: said. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, the ref gave a foul throw and then gave them the ball back to take the throw again. Which for yeah. me, oh, I just cringed. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what he had done.
7: Uh, oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Now that was in within that mm-hmm. little when with a, a line, I put his flank up when it when you can't be offside from that ball through because it hadn't crossed. And then he gave them the throw. They guy he messed up the throw, didn't he? But oh, he, he,
2: and then they gave it him again.
7: And he gave, but didn't the
3: referee actually give him the ball back?
2: Yeah, he, he picked the ball up, <laughs> threw it to him, and went, "Here you go, mate. You failed last time. Let's have another go." <laughs> I
3: believe do that. that in my son's nine under nine league. You know, they get two goes.
7: But like I like say, arousal. I think, think we just, I think we're just looking. We're frustrated. We're all frustrated. I think we're just looking for little things to ever, you know. To, listen, we've had every time I, about, I'll tell you the other thing I was disappointed in yesterday. We didn't get a penalty. I mean, where was that? We can't. We, and we must have someone who can go in the area and fling themselves on the floor. Uh, no one did man. it yesterday. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no one did it. I know. I mean, even Wilf didn't go down in the penalty area yesterday. I was very disappointed in him. Wasn't there one um, moment?
3: Sure no, one no, moment. that
7: was at, that was outside the area where, they, where their where left back literally hoofed him up in the air. But I was, I was. Uh, I, I mean, I was just gutted because Brighton can't write anything about him this week. <laughs> So
2: I think, I think the good thing for us is that we're actually frustrated with the two-all draw against yeah, yeah. Come on, uh, look at those players. They're good players. you know. They're premiership players two years ago. At it, the start it, of this season, you said to me, 2-2 at Blackport at home. I would have said, look, we scored two goals. I'll bite your hands off. It it's, a it's a fair
7: result. It is a fair result. And if you, if you sit back and look at it, three-quarters of that team is, is the premiership side that came down. So, you know, they, they were good enough to get a fair... Decent amount of results in the, in the Premiership with that team, and you know, I mean, that, as much as I, I I don't like his old man, Ince, I thought he was—he just looked like he's dangerous. Any time he got on his left foot, I honestly, thought that he could have unlocked us. Um, as he gets older, he is going to be awesome. You know, I mean, the only, the only saving grace is, is that if we don't go up this year and Blackpool don't go up, then we won't have to put up with him next year because he'll be playing for Man United or, uh, or Liverpool without a doubt. I thought he looked I very, was, um, very classy. Time, nah. I was Nah.
3: Completely <laughs> underwhelmed. Uh, I was only worried when Phillips came on, actually, with a few minutes to go and, and they scored pretty much straight after he came on. He had nothing to do with it, but that was the biggest worry for me was Phillips coming on.
2: Uh, to be fair to Wintz, he did one thing all game and that was an assist, so... You know, I think he'll take that. To be honest,
7: yeah. Didn't he miss an open goal in the first five minutes? Didn't he have that shot? Yes, have yeah, yeah. He missed a couple know, of chances. Yeah, you know, he's all over the place. That was, that, you know, that was the. And uh, Dweeb says the still ref still been in the bar. bar then. <laughs>
3: the, the ref was very happy as well. Dweeb said, "I, I agree with him there."
2: Oh, there was one point where he put KG for tripping someone over, but at the same time, uh, no, for Jedynak tripping someone over, but. Two minutes later, uh, uh, earlier, some guy had absolutely lunged in on a two-foot tackle. There's no consistency. How can how can they both be yellow cards if one's a horrific challenge and the other's a cynical foul? Makes no sense to me. We must any... have
7: gone. No, go on. Sorry,
2: I was just gonna get some forward reviews from Mark. You got any What's for us, Mark? Yesterday, yeah. And Blackpool, yeah. yeah.
6: Yeah, somewhere here, yeah. Um, basically,
7: that's one word. <laughs>
6: There was, uh, well, we've got a few. Leon McLeod at Lee, uh, Leon MC188. Late goals aren't nice. Patrick O'Connor, Patrick Eagles. Another point towards promotion. So on a positive note, Damien. Damien of Riff, Game of two halves. And the amazing uh, Steve Mann at Steve Mann 013. No, yes. Yes, no. So I presume that's uh, the way the goals went in. Um, and then uh, poor first half performance. George Webber, G Webb three nine seven. So mixture of things really.
3: There's, yeah, um, Pac- Patrick O'Connor has um, done a good uh, twenty game review, twenty word review there. I think that's been pretty. Yeah, well, why so I point. didn't read
6: that because it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> Who's <laughs> responsible for that? Ar- Aaron Mitchell just put uh, uh, the highs and lows. So I suppose that's a fair comment. Oh, Back no.
2: to the matter is, lads.
3: we we're, we're sitting pretty in second place. There's a little bit of a gap between Cardiff and us, for sure, but we'll close that on Boxing Day. And there's a bit of a gap between us and third. And
2: oh, I can't believe I'm sitting here frustrated, to be honest. Yeah, that's I know. T- that's testament to us, isn't it? I see yeah. where
7: there is a gap, where there is an even bigger gap, there's an even bigger gap between us and Brighton, us and Charlton, us and Millwall. <laughs> and, we'd have, and we'd have all took that at the beginning of the season and don't. So even if we were fifth... So don't. There ain't no one here that's going to turn around and say, "No, I wouldn't have took that. We'd have all took that." Even we if we, took, were 10th we
2: were tenth and Brighton
7: were 15th. we would have took seven points and nine from those three teams at the start of the season.
2: Absolutely, I'm telling Absolutely. you
7: now. So but we, we, we need, exactly. We need to put things into perspective here, where we gutted, scored two goals, and we've got a draw against you know the the best team that I've seen at Sellers this year by an absolute mile.
2: Mm.
3: I disagree. I think Forest were better.
2: I thought we played all over Forest. I thought we absolutely embarrassed him, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so did that
7: I. Game. So did I. That 40, first 45 minutes was, the, at the time was the best 45 minutes I'd seen in five years at Palace. I couldn't believe we that. drew that game. No. no sorry, that
3: sorry, mate. I didn't mean Forest. I meant somebody else. That was the best we played. <laughs>
7: yeah, that's...
2: Sound <laughs> corrected.
3: Sound corrected.
2: Anyway, next week, we've got Birmingham away. Who's going? Anyone?
7: Oh, I can't. I can't afford it. Not unless your rich dad's going to pay for
3: me, Alex.
2: Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> and <That's laughs> what about you, Nick? You going?
3: No, no, I only do the home games, mate. I do one away game a year. Perhaps,
6: He's a but, poor um, teacher.
2: What about yeah, you, Mark?
3: Poor teacher. I've got
6: a Christmas family bash, and it ain't worth my. Uh, it ain't worth taking the time off for the grief for the next year. <laughs> I'd rather, I'll go to Forest away after Christmas, but I can't go next week.
2: Alright, right, so, so, Epsom you know,
6: Eps- Eps- Eagles going to Brum. It's just, just
2: me going to Birmingham then.
7: Uh,
6: yeah, you'll be doing the show on your own because there won't be anyone with any comments.
2: <laughs> we'll I can
7: it pretend. I can Hambo pretend.
6: might be back. Will Hambo be back next week?
7: Who knows? No,
2: he's not. No, he's not. Who, can tell? Who can tell? Right. Birmingham, right. they're currently Birmingham. 19th, 19th, underperforming, 19th big time. underperforming big time. Marlon King with 12, 12, goals, this 12 season. goals this season. We actually got linked yeah. with him the other day. I hope that doesn't happen.
7: Oh, I hope not.
2: And their last five results have been only one win, and that came against Middlesbrough, surprisingly enough. And they lost to Hull, who were a very good side. They lost to Derby, who I don't think many people rate. Lost to Wolves. And they drew with Blackpool, which was a good result for them. Uh, what are your th- predictions, guys? What, what do you think we need to do to come out on top on this game? Joe?
7: uh well just play as we're playing you yeah? know we're playing all right at the moment we're playing all right ish i think i can't think we're going to be playing any worse than the first 45 yesterday um and i think we'll win 2-1 goal scorers mm, um i'm gonna go wilf because i think wilf will score sooner or later wilf and murray
2: yeah, can never write Murray off, can you? What you, Nick? What do you reckon?
3: Um, I, I think it'll be a a two no three one to Palace. I think the scores for Palace will be um, Garvin again, Moritz, and an Ambrose own goal.
2: That's if he can play, because he can't even get in their team, can he? No. Embarrassing himself down there. What, what, what do you think will be key to key to winning, though? What, what do you think Jednak Keep, and KG? Keeping a the lid on,
3: keeping the lid on Marlon King. I mean, the yeah. the next. Top scorer for them, I can't remember who it is. is is on four, so he's he's way and above.
2: He
7: scored twelve. He scored twelve in is the league
3: he, and one in he, the cup.
7: Yeah, he needs to be kicked. That's all he needs to do because he's got a real bad attitude. I think well, if you I, kick him, you keep kicking him. I think you'll go. Can I just can I just ask a quick question? Can can any player from any league win a golden boot?
2: Um, well, you have you you have your separate golden boots uh, for each league, but I think that there must be an overall one that Messi's gonna win, I'd presume.
7: Is he going to win? How many has he scored? Has he scored more than Murray?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> well, believe about
6: eight, He scored about 84.
7: 84
2: this year. <laughs> and I was Murray's being facetious,
7: scared, yeah. by the
6: way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can never tell with you, Joe. That's the problem. <laughs> what about you, Mark? What do you reckon? What's the key? Do you think if Jedinak and KG turn up, then they can give Marlon King could kick in and Rambo and Delaney can do the same? Yeah, I think...
6: Uh, I don't... I see... I for Bowman. Well, me Bowman on the box on Friday night. They they managed yeah. to get a free... Not a this free Friday, tuning. last Friday. Yeah. And uh, I watched them down a the pub for a change and um, they were woeful. And I know they did win in the end, but they were absolutely awful. And I thought that... I think the key to that game... I, It would be nice if Joel Ward would be back for that game, but I don't know if he will because I heard that he's quite ill. But anyway, um, the Flanks, I think that we will, like like in a lot of games this season, but I think watching the game on Friday, their fullbacks look really poor. And I think, like, you know, really poor in terms of they would get absolutely destroyed by Wilf and by Yannick. So I think, really, if we can get the ball to Murray in the six-yard box... Uh, nice and early. I think we, I think we can comfortably win that game. And as as you've already said, it's just a case of the back four keeping King quiet. Because I don't see a lot of other players on that park who are going to score any goals for them. And uh, they didn't stay very creative. So I think um, for for a team you know so highly rated in terms of you know potential. They're they're having a mare, but then they'll probably have their best game of the season against us next week. You know the way it goes. That would,
2: that would surprise no one. But uh, they're also uh, on Sky on Saturday when they when they lost to Wolves, and that was one of the worst performances I I think I've actually ever seen. To be honest, because I think if you look at I agree with their two fullbacks. They got Paul Robinson on 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 the left flank, who was famously at Bolton last season, very experienced, and I'm sure he's going to put a few challenges in on Wilf, but. Wilf will do him all night. And Paul Caddis, they're, they're right back. They signed from, from Swindon in the summer. You know, he had half-decent season in League One, but it's a big step up playing the best player in the league, isn't it? So I think we have a few predictions. Have yeah. you got any predictions for us, Mark, from the listeners? Or yeah, we we
6: had, uh, yeah, we had um, a few. Uh, George Webber, g 397. He's gone for a 3-2 defeat. Uh, Patrick O'Connor, Patrick Eagles, Palace to win 4-1. And then a few optimistic people Daniel Creole, Creole, Palace to win 7 1. And Mile Jedinak, not the Mile Jedanak, but at Jedigator 15, he's gone for a 10 0 win for Palace. Steve Ives, Steve Ives 2, he says 2 uh, 1 to Palace. Think we can be more dangerous away from home. I think there's a good point there. I think that a lot of our game, playing with two attacking wide men, is more suitable. Uh, away from home then at home it's
3: harder yeah, to break I've got some predictions down. for the chat room uh, with Jill, uh, Dweeb says um, says 1-2 I'm not sure if that's 1-2 Birmingham being the home team um, Dwee, uh Epsom Eagle says 3-0 to um, to Palace uh, Dweeb must be to us because he says Murray and one other Palace Robo reckons Murray's going to score twice in a 2-0 win uh, Andy Jolie 3-1 Palace
2: Thank you very that's, much that's for
3: your room, Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, it's been a very good show, I think. Other than Mark, nice likes to butt in as usual. No offense, Mark. Uh, yeah, I think I think we got ten seconds, right. and we that's can wrap I'm it in. up.
7: What? Uh, well, Slovenia Davis is four-one Palace, and uh, just going over to Patrick O'Connor in America. Keep uh, keep emailing in, Patrick. Always nice to hear from you.
2: Yeah. There we go. I think that's goodbye from all of us here at Homestale Radio. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Cheers.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns
0: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans